Welcome to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. Joel's guest today is a longtime film and TV star, best known for his role as Dr. Fraser Crane on Cheers, Kelsey Grammer. And now, here's Joel Osteen. Hey, I'm really blessed and honored to have Mr. Kelsey Grammer, the one and only. Kelsey has won so many awards, a fantastic actor and just a person in general, but thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, Joel. I've, I've been a big fan for years. Awesome. And I'm excited about the new movie, Jesus Revolution. Kind of uh, stepped over into my field a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the movie. Well, what I know about uh, is, is I, I have some sort of personal recollection of it, but uh, I'll, I'll digress for a second to sort of a, it wasn't, it was sort of a darkish evening in my life about a year ago. And I thought to myself, uh, gosh, I want to do something important. I want to do something that means something. Yeah. And uh, just, um, Felt like some of the things I'd been doing weren't as challenging or, or as interesting as I've, I've, I was meant to, to do. And um, the next day, the script showed up on my doorstep. And well, you know, that's figurative. I mean, you know, somebody called me and said they're interested in you playing this role. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I said, well, send the script over and I'll have a look at it. And uh, I read it. And uh, hey, I guess maybe, <laughs> nice. maybe my prayer was answered. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> which is, I mean, you know, it's as corny as it can get, but it's still, it's, uh, it, it happens every day, and that's, um, that's my life. And uh, I looked at this role, and I thought uh, Chuck Smith. I have no idea who he was, but I remembered when I was 16 years old, uh, living in Fort Lauderdale. One of the most magnificent young women I'd ever seen in my life came, came up to me and said, "Have you met Jesus?" <laughs> and I said, "Well." <laughs> Uh, I'd like to think I actually have because I, I was I was fairly I was fairly I mean I was Bible um, conscious at the time sure. uh, I wasn't you know familiar with every every chapter and verse of the Bible but I I read it quite a bit and uh, so I I said to her I said well I actually think I have met him yeah and uh, she said would you like to come to this thing I said, well. And it just seemed like it wasn't really my thing, but uh, I would have probably gone anywhere with her at the time. But <laughs> said, yeah. Yeah. Something also told me, well, maybe I shouldn't. So <laughs> I, I said, gosh, it was awfully nice to meet you. And uh, and she seemed so genuine and filled with love and whatever that, you know, the saying, the Holy Spirit, whatever. I I was I was truly impressed. So I, I saw the Time magazine cover probably a couple months later. And... Uh, Thought well, there, there you go. Something, something's going on, and yeah. uh, that, I found that encouraging. And I, you know, I've, I haven't spent a lot of my lifetime uh, proclaiming my faith, you know, in a public way. And uh, you know, maybe that's, maybe that was time for me to do that. I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you? Uh, so you paid, played Pastor Chuck Smith, and so I never met him, but like I said, I knew Pastor Greg. But what is the preparation for playing a role like that? Or how do you? How, I'm, I'm a novice. I know nothing about acting. How do you? How do you do that? Well, you know, you guys are probably far more prepared than I am when you go like to, you go up to do a sermon or you know yeah. to speak. Um, I tend to just surrender to the material. Mm. Is is what I try to do and and oddly enough i i i give up my ego mm. uh, it's a very interesting business to be uh, an actor where you have to have a really resilient ego yeah and yeah. and yet the best work is egoless so i look at the script i read it i usually read it another time and then i'm if i get the job i wait until we start shooting and wow. uh 
I allow the, the, the that character to, to film me. And I actually ask if it's a, if it's a guy who really has lived a life and I'm doing a, a biographical performance, I, um, I, I will ask of that character that I do the best job I can for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't exactly call it a prayer, but I would call it like a meditation sure. that says, you know, I invite you fill, fill my performance with you. You know, if, if, if I can do that, let me, let me have that. Yeah. And, uh, it felt like this actually happened in, yeah. in this particular performance. Uh, it, it really felt like, you know, all that, all that stuff, that's, you know, yeah. like the spirit was in me or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, he seemed like such an interesting fella and such a sweet person. And, uh, and his story, I did a little bit of research on his story, but you know, I got one picture, uh, one picture of him from a costumer. And um, I just thought to myself, well, I know this guy. Wow. I know him. Wow. And, uh, and here, I'll let me, I'll, I'll borrow me for a while if you'd like to, and you can kind of speak through me if you're interested in it. Yeah. And so you know, that's, that's what I was trying to do. I love that. Do you do that with all of your roles? Just is you approach them basically like that? Pretty much. Um, it, it, it takes a while. Um, John Gilgood, famous actor, you know, once said that it takes 17 years to become an actor. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 I grasped onto that little piece of information a long time ago and thought, well, okay, I'm not quite to 17, but once I was past 17 years, I started to get what he was talking about. That's and, funny. uh, it, it's as if you have an automatic pilot, you know, and you just say, it go. Yeah. And, um, so all the technique, all the stuff you studied for years and years and years about, you know, how to pronounce a word or how to, how to phrase a sentence or how to listen or you know, all the things that are involved in, in being alive, basically, uh, hopefully will be funneled into a concentrated energy that says, I am this guy today. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm willing to like, let him access my, my, my person, even if it's a completely made up character. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a theory about acting. It says, uh, uh, a good actor surrenders to uh, an author's fantasy, basically. Wow. Do you, when, when you're shooting on set, and I'll, I'll get off these questions, but when you're shooting on set, do you stay on, do you stay in character the whole day or do you eat lunch no. and you're back? No. No, no, no. That's, that's, there is a theory that's, you know, the Stanislavski apparently was like that, but uh, no, I just, uh, I sort of take him off and put him right back on. That's right. <laughs> that's because cool. you're so good at it. But what do you think about the the Jesus Revolution? Do y'all have some good uh, moments on set? It was a, it was a really really uh, positive experience. There was uh, there's some lovely performances by by um, by everybody. Jonathan who plays Jesus, but he also plays Jesus in uh, The Chosen, I think, and yeah. uh, that's gotten a lot of acclaim and a lot of a lot of interest. And uh, and he is so good at it. And uh, but he brings the truth to it and he brings a, a, his faith to it. And it's, yeah. it's, it's fun to watch him play because it's, uh, it's uh, flawless and yet perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I love it's like he doesn't put a, a, a foot wrong. And uh, this lovely kid, uh, uh, Joel, who, who plays Greg Laurie as a young man, uh, is just, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the right words for him. He's charming and guileless and uh, innocent and funny all at the same time. He, he knows what he's doing. He's an actor, obviously. He's yeah. a pretty good one. But uh, I really bought into his performance. I really liked him in it. And it was a lovely, lovely thing. And uh, um, John, the director, uh, did such a lovely job of setting things up and talking about what was uh, 
action of the of the people were. And, and, he, and of course, he described to me some of the things like when when Chuck Smith is is washing the feet of of some of the, the hippie kids coming into his church. Uh, that's a, a a page out of history, and uh, it became a lot of fun. Of course, my wife when she saw when she saw the first cut of the film, she said, "Who's?" Whose feet are those? <laughs> who's, is this, who's this hippie girl? You like her so much, did you? <laughs> That's the way we have banter. I said, no, honey, I just I just washed their feet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, the, the movie is called Jesus Revolution. My friend Kelsey Grammer's with us today. It comes out on February 24th. I can't wait to see it. I've seen some clips, and Greg sent me the rough cut, but I, I haven't seen the full thing yet. But it's a powerful time in history, you know, the the hippie movement and all. But did you know, Kelsey, as a little, as a child that you wanted to act? How'd you get into this? Uh, I, I didn't have a clue. No. Um, I was, I was raised by a, a man who had been a, a military guy. My granddad was in the Army Corps of Engineers, World War II, Guadalcanal, spent a couple of years away from home. Um, I was born into, into the family in, in 55. And, uh, um, my mom and dad weren't having the best time of it. So mom took me home to, to her home, to, to her father. And uh, Gordon was my dad. Mm-hmm. He was an amazing guy. And uh, he just, uh, because of his example and because he was a retired colonel, I, I wanted to go in the military wow. and, and serve the country. And, uh, but I like sailing. So I said, well, how about how about the Naval Academy instead of you know, the Army? Yeah. He said, well, it just so happens I know the Admiral of Admissions. And so he came to dinner one night when I was 12. And we talked about uh, getting entry into Annapolis. And he said, just keep up your math and I'll take care of the rest. Wow. That was, it was wonderful. But then my granddad died. He died about four months later. And... Uh, Everything changed. I was looking, I was kind of set adrift after that. And then I found um, that I had a real love for literature that I hadn't been aware of yet, and especially for Shakespeare. And uh, it got me through some very difficult times. And until then, I've, until then, I've, I've been interested in sailing and uh, living in Florida at the time. Gordon died. And then I became a surfer. Wow. I was just in the ocean every day. And... Uh, Finally, one day, some some new teacher came to school and said, would you be interested in doing a play? And I said, sure. So uh, that happened. And then um, about six weeks later, I thought, maybe I'll try this acting thing. Wow. wow. <laughs> so it wasn't a childhood dream at all. It was just, uh, it just, it just came to me. And, and I thought if I could do this for the rest of my life, it's like surfing. It's uh, it has the same kind of reward to it. It's like riding a wave, and uh, if you've got good material, you can you know you can go to the top of the world. It's it's been a great great experience. Well, that's phenomenal. I love the how you know God knows how to bring the right people across your path at the right time, and you know open those doors for you, or ignite those flames on the inside. Is it is it different act? Well, these are probably some <laughs> elementary questions for you, but it, I've seen you done you've done you know stage and theater and films. You do all these different. Of course, we've seen you in Frasier and Cheers and all that. How's it different acting in the different TV versus movie versus on, versus on stage? Right. Uh, another another great actor I used to know. His name was uh, G Wood. He he told me he said, "Well, style is knowing what knowing what play you're in, basically, and uh, what medium you're in." 
sort of dictates oh the size the breadth the the uh, emotional life of, of a certain character and the portrayal of it and how much you want to blast out into somebody's living room yeah. i mean if you've got a camera here you don't need to worry about hitting the back of the house so uh yeah. you can bring things down a little bit but it, it never means you get to relax the sort of personal um uh introspection and delivery you you got to remember you're not there alone there's somebody watching and so you you can never just you know do it for yourself you always have to have one hand out yeah. one hand on your heart and make sure you get it to the people who are listening yeah. so that's the prime directive i always look at the when i'm doing camera work i always look to the um, the camera operator he's the first set of eyes that will see the work and so i always check with them if they thought the performance had hit what it needed to and so i'll say what did, what did you think of that one and i'll say Oh, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so, I love that. But yeah, it's no one room here. Is there one you prefer more than others? Not really. No, you just do it all. Not really. I just, I just love that. Uh, there's a thing about it. I guess it's sort of like being a, it's like being a thoroughbred horse. I guess you just, uh, wish the track is, you know, in good yeah. shape and you're in, in feeling healthy. You just open her up and, and run like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Do you ever have a, because I, I memorize my, my messages and I'm going to speak. Is it hard for you to memorize? Because I see you up there on the stage and I think, wow, that's a lot of lines. But how do you do that? Right. It's interesting. It's uh, on stage. It's a little more challenging. But uh, if, you, if you've got a good play, it's easy okay. uh, because the one word leads to the right emotion so that they're connected. There's a, a kinesthetic uh, connection that uh, is actually almost impossible to forget. If it's a good play, yeah. If it's not good writing, it's harder to remember things because you have to sort of force your mind into something that, yeah. like, is you've suddenly got it by rote uh, because it doesn't connect. But that's I don't do a lot of those. I've been pretty lucky that uh, you know, even with, with Fraser, with Fraser to the show, and we had such good writers that it was pretty easy to remember. And uh, but they were also very generous about me going off book a little bit because when, but when you play a character for as long as I did. Um, there's a kind of trust that happens um, because, you know, that really is like putting on a, a pair of gloves and suddenly you're, you're just, you know, you're boxing and you know how to do it. And the, yeah. the Fraser just, you know, it's like, he is like an automatic pilot. Like yeah. I said. Yeah. That was phenomenal. I'm excited about the new film. Jesus revolution comes out in, in February and it must, uh, that's saying a lot um, that, <laughs> that you're acting on this film, that you're participating in it because of your qualification. It must be a, a fantastic script. It's a terrific script, and it's a it's a terrific time in our in our in our culture and our history, and uh, you know I'm not a proselytizer necessarily. I mean I I, I think uh, program of attraction is a good is a good thing. I mean I, I had a little experience in uh, in um, Alcoholics Anonymous at one point in my life, and uh, that was one of the things they'd say. We don't want to try to beat people over the head. We want it to be a program of attraction. Yeah, and uh, that makes real sense to me. And so I, 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 I'm trying to project the same sense onto this film in my head because uh, I don't know how people are going to respond necessarily, and I don't know what the message will be except to be that there is really good news. Yes. And that the kingdom of heaven, which is something I always thought, is at hand. Yeah. Which means within reach. I never thought, I never wanted to be scared into faith. I never yeah. wanted to be threatened into faith or be, or, or be told, Oh, you're, you know, you're on your way to, you know, where, and, uh, oh, you'll never get to heaven, blah, 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 blah. I don't like any of those admonitions. I like the good news is it's right here. I love that. I, I think I come from some of that same thought too. I, I was never raised hellfire and brimstone. 
we always, yeah. you know, there's a scripture that says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And, you know, even the gospel means good news. And so I think, man, we can give it with a smile. We don't. Yeah, don't good to, news. I know. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Don't have to scare Absolutely. them into it. But let me ask you this. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's our guest and very honored to have you. Everybody's dealt with, you know, hardships in life. And, you know, reading your bio, there's, you know, you mentioned your grandfather Gordon passed and you've had some other yeah. hardships and maybe more than some, but how do you deal with, you know, the difficulties, the tragedies, some of that? Well, some of the hard stuff. Yeah. I mean, it still, it still floats around in here. I, I was on a, a call to the Colorado corrections department on Monday, the 7th, uh, for a parole hearing for the guy that killed my sister. Yeah. That just never goes away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's been hard. Yeah. And yeah, the first couple of years after Karen was killed, I, I did not do very well. Mm. There was some real, real tough days. And uh, I'm, I'm writing a book about it right now. Wow. It's, it's 40 plus years later. And wow. I'm, I'm finally getting some, some thoughts sorted out that I'm trying to share and, and to share the good news of what her life was to me, uh, the relationship we had. Uh, what's been interesting is to go through it has been a realization of the, the powerful loss that I had as a result, but it's, it's actually her tragedy. It's, it's a sadness that I carry, but it was her life that was taken. And, uh, all I can do is honor it and, and hope that she, you know, found peace yeah. you know, and, and joy and all those things. And I know she's, she's always sort of been around in the back of my head and, you know, it's, uh, but when I'm writing about her, I, I still feel like I hear her and it's been a really uplifting experience and very challenging at the same time. Because it's it's hard to relive those moments, but it's interesting with the parole board and this, and this man asking for parole as often as he has. You never get released from it anyway. It's always fresh. Uh, I called it a, an ancient grief, forever fresh. And um, there's it's still it's still it still hits home. And what Kelsey? What's the thrust of the book going to be about? The history of it, or is there any? I feel like it could help a lot of people because I've never been through anything like that. And listening to you, I'm, I'm more intrigued about. I see. You. I, I think if there's any real message, it's just to just cherish the time you have. Yeah. If there's any one really one, and and to remember because you know I spent, I have spent a, a lifetime really, locked on one day of her life, mm. and uh, this has allowed me to unlock. I remember all the wonderful days too. Yeah, that's so important. What good advice, what great advice that is, because I was talking to a gentleman earlier today and his brother was taken in an accident as well. And, you know, he told me as much like you, he said, he didn't think he could go on. He said, there were a couple of years he didn't think he could live, but he said, I turned it into my purpose and to to help others. And and I see you, you as well. Hey, you brought joy to the world. You brought entertainment and, you know, a lot of uplifting things as well. But What's the next chapter? Of what's moving forward? Just continue doing what you're doing. What What's new in your plate? Well, we've got some. Um, we've got we've got another Fraser sort of teed up. Nice. And, uh, we're working on the scripts, and that's that's pretty exciting because it's it's a third act. He's gonna he's you know it's he's as interesting as it is to be alive. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a great character. So we found a new home for him and a new set of people to work with, and a, and a, and a new set of circumstances. You know, some will be familiar, some won't be, but. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that because uh, 
it always felt like there wasn't a final chapter written, you know, and, and maybe there never will be, but we'll just do another few years of Frazier for a while, discover him again, and hopefully make some people laugh. I certainly want to, I certainly want to sort of revivify the idea of what a, a traditional sitcom can be and, yeah. and bring some people joy because uh, uh, lately I haven't been particularly impressed, but yeah. you know, I'm going to try to be as optimistic as possible. Yeah. And uh, so certainly some things have been praised worthy, but uh, I think uh, I think our profession has lost a step in terms of what's funny and not funny. Yeah. Um, there are some some film work I'm doing that's coming up. Um, I've, I've written some things and I'm working on the book. And of course, I'm working on my young family, which is uh, a, a blessing. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm most people ask me, so what's it like having all these grandchildren? I say, no, those are my children. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it is okay because it, it just keeps me young and uh, alive and, and my brain youthful which yeah. has been fantastic my my son james just had his it's his for it's his sixth birthday today so oh, we were downstairs celebrating him. he's he is he's an absolute definition of joy i've never seen a kid enjoy things so much in my life as he does it is is genuine and wonderful and uh ecstatic and it's fun to watch him just take in his days it's been a, a great lesson for me and uh, and you're old and eight year old and, and 18 21 you know there's a whole raft of children but uh it's it's a magnificent journey with them and so it's a it's been a wonderful life i love that i know you're a great dad you're you have a joyful spirit you have a young spirit too so uh, that's uh, that's great that you're blessed with young kids too now i love that we hit the we, we're sort of on the even playing field <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just as juvenile as they are it's, been, it's a great adventure to play with them yeah that keeps you keeps you healthy though staying young being able to laugh and enjoying what you do did you know uh fraser was going to be that successful when it when you were reading those scripts i mean can you tell yeah, you know, um, on Cheers, it was uh, a little more of a, a question mark because, you know, there were some elements in place that uh, the show wasn't wasn't really designed for Frasier to come and be successful. It was it was meant for Frasier to be kind of a hit and run little comedy, maybe be on there for a year or half a year and, and be a spoiler for Sam and Diane. And uh, after a while, they said, well, we got to keep this guy around. He's pretty funny. So uh, that turned out to be great. But then the... Um, the added joy of being asked to do another show after that. Yeah. At first we weren't going to do Fraser. I said, well, you know, maybe Fraser should, you know, disappear with cheers. And uh, the guy that ran Paramount at the time said, no, well, we, <laughs> Fraser should stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear you. It was uh, once I read the pilot, I thought, why this, this could really be something. And then we, then we shot the pilot in front of an audience and, uh, that was extraordinary. Wow. I'd never seen anything quite like it. Wow. And uh, David Hyde Pierce said to me after the, uh, I've told this story before, but it, it's, it's true, so it bears repeating. Uh, he said, Kels, wow, what, what does this mean? I said, well, honestly, it means you're going to be able to buy a house finally. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and he said, what does it mean for you? I said, well, it means I can probably buy two. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. that that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, when you look back at your work, was there one thing that just stands out as that was my favorite or is it all your favorite? No, you know what? I, I do love most of the work, but there is um, the role I played on boss. Tom Kane was his name. Wow. Uh, Mayor of Chicago. It's my favorite role. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. That's it fun. Great. Yeah. 
And, and Kelsey, we'll wrap up here, but I appreciate your time. Tell me, how did you make it through COVID and your family's fine of everything, you know, things shut down? Well, you know, we were, um, I'm not a, I'm not a government guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of a God guy, you know? And so, uh, uh, something told me I, I shouldn't really get involved in all that. And so I, I kept my kids out of school and that we were homeschooling them anyway, because we live in Los Angeles and, and it, it's a funny climate there. And I thought, no, we're, we're homeschooling anyway. So we were prepared. We have a little classroom set up. It's kind of like a little, little, you know, little house on the prairie, like an old, an old school house in the, nice. in the old West. Um, we had four grades basically going on and it's at the same, in the same room. And uh, there was something quite lovely about it. But so the kids and I and everybody, we skipped the masks and we skipped all that. We tried to have a genuine life together of open, loving, enhanced living based upon knowledge and, and, and you know, and, and uh, uh, family time. And yeah. uh, I, it, it did take a toll a little bit on my oldest daughter, my 10-year-old, my, my this, this raft of kids. Uh, she once said, Dad, I, I really want a friend. And yeah. that almost broke my heart. But uh, so we did some digging around and found a few people like-minded who, who said, well, yeah, let's, let's have a play date. Nice. <laughs> it turned out okay. And we're all still pals. And um, Halloween was, you know, more controlled kind of uh, circumstances. And then Christmas was a little bit smaller, but we still had plenty of people over. And, you know, we, we didn't want to run around from something that we didn't really think was a, a true challenge to our health, our real health. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, there's a kind of, vibrance that comes from just a you know a certainty that you're okay you know and we, we were okay yeah i love that i love that we homeschooled our kids too and just uh mm -hmm. they had friends at the church but um i don't know it uh, when they would go away to school at at least when we were when we were traveling a lot we we wouldn't uh -huh. we worked on the weekends we thought but we we felt uh, blessed to homeschool our kids too so having oh, yeah. that time with them it's wonderful i mean it's irreplaceable and uh, I didn't have that kind of time with my, my older kids. You know, they were in a, a traditional educational system and, uh, and I was going off to work every day. So it was sort of like a more a nine to five kind of lifestyle for them. And oh, dad shows up for dinner and, you know, maybe you're, yeah. and so this has been a real, real great gift to us, honestly. That's, that's beautiful. Hey, Kelsey, give me, give me some advice or somebody's listening today and okay, we're talking to Kelsey Grammer. You've, you've done it all. You've hit the top. Somebody's trying to reach their dreams. Maybe it's not an acting career, but maybe it's just to build a business or raise their family. Any, any, any advice you'd give to somebody to, you know, to keep moving forward, to see success? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty simple, but it's, it's don't quit. You know, yeah. I mean, I used to have a pretty neat little phrase that said, if you've got talent, intention, and tenacity, you'll probably do pretty well. Nice. But uh, those are, those are in limited supplies these days, it seems. It's a limited supply rather these days, but I, I don't know, you know, I still have great faith in man and, and, in, and, the, and then this next generation coming up and I've met, my 21 year old daughter was here just last night with her, a group of her friends. They were shooting a little student film uh, around the property here. We're in upstate New York today. Uh, and I got this real good feeling about all of them. I thought, you know, they're in it, they're in it and they care and they, they're passionate about it and, you know, they're young, sure, but uh, I, I didn't question their desire to do well. And uh, that, to me, is is heartening. I love that. I've always admired your work and great getting to talk with you today. You have a, you have a delightful you, spirit. It was a real honor. I feel the same about you. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Joel on Joel Osteen Radio. 
You can listen on demand anytime with the SXM app or at SiriusXM.com. To find out more, call 855-585-JOEL. That's 855-585-JOEL.